Hello, history fans, and welcome to the Marathon of History podcast. Today's guest is somebody you might be familiar with. His name's Matt Johnson, and he's the owner of Marathon of History, which is a historical interpretation company located in Durham, Ontario. And he's going to talk a little bit more about Marathon of History magazine and just uh, just history in general. Ha, I kid. And you're probably thinking, wow, Matt's uh, reached a new low. He's introducing himself as a guest on the podcast. But the truth is, actually, it's been a very busy week um, with Remembrance Day events here. So I thought, you know what, let's just take a radio interview I did last Friday on the Christine and Scott morning show on 91.3 Blue Water Radio. And I really enjoyed the interview. So I thought, you know what, it'll make a good podcast. And uh, we just had a nice chat about, you know, what Marathon of History is and, uh, you know, just some things about local history and, and history in general. So, you know, if you're not in the Blue Water Radio 91.3 listening area, here is the interview from the Christine and Scott morning show from last Friday. Enjoy. FM Blue Water Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. This is the morning show with Scott and Christine, and really happy to be here. You know, what happened? Where did it go? Those 31 days of October just seemed to fly by. Here we're into November already, another Burr month. Well, we're all ready for it, that's for sure. So this morning, we are going to be joined by Matt Johnson. We're going to have a conversation with him, and we're going to talk all about Marathon of History magazine. Stay tuned for that. FM Blue Water Radio. Well, joining us this morning is Matt Johnson of the Marathon of History magazine. Good morning and glad to meet you. Good morning. I'm very excited to be here. That's excellent. Well, let's get right into some interesting questions. Matt, tell us about the Marathon of History magazine. Well, we just talked off air, Christine, about how with the radio station, it's about how local people come in and talk about uh, local things going on. And Marathon of History magazine is essentially that only from a historical perspective. Um, I felt there was a need in the area for a magazine that covered um, just local things that happen, local interesting stories. And if we don't tell these stories, we're going to lose our history. So I wanted something that was full color, um, stories that were written as far as very readable stories, very interesting um, not necessarily getting bogged down in the details, just sort of wetting people's appetite uh, for local history. And I, after reading a story in the magazine, what I really hope is that people will then um, go experience the history, whether that's going to a museum, whether that's going to visit a historical site. Um, so really wetting that appetite and getting people um, out experiencing history. Most interesting approach, um, Matt. So where could people get copies of, of Marathon of History magazine? Well, it's available free online to read digitally, and that's at my website, marathonofhistory.ca or coolhistory.ca. I have two that lead to the same place. Um, and locally, it is at the Bruce County Museum, uh, the Bruce County Bookstore in Cargill, Grey Roots Museum, the Meaford Museum, and the Grey Highlands Museum in Flesherton. So I'm actually looking for any local stores that would like to uh, distribute Marathon of History magazine. So if you have a storefront and you would like, you know, 12 or 15 people extra coming in looking for uh, for a magazine, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So <laughs> Good shout out there. Matt, where did the name 
marathon of history come from? Well, that's a, that's an interesting question, actually. And there's there's two things my whole life I've been very passionate about, and uh, that's sports and history. So I've been doing this for about 12 years, and originally I just went as just my name. I was just a freelance historian. So when I was trying to get a catchy name, I thought, why not combine two things I love? And that's marathons and history. So, and I really feel that history is like a marathon. You know, there's ups and downs, there's, there's good and bad, um, lots of participants, and everybody has their own story. And at the end of the day, everybody has their own experience. So I feel that the two really are very similar. And I thought it was just a catchy name for a magazine and a, and a company and social media. Most interesting parallel that you've come up with here. How did you or how do you select the particular topics for certain editions of your magazine? Well, that's a, that's a good question, too. And really, because the magazine is quarterly, um, we try to get we try to get topics that are are essentially from that quarter. So the most recent issue we have, we have a Halloween story, we have some Remembrance Day stories. Um, the summer issue, we have more uh, places families can go for road trips. Uh, we have a little section actually about road trips where they can go, um, you know, so sort of the summer vacation type thing. So really it's, it's essentially just anything that's interesting, we like to get into the magazine. And I really encourage uh, people to submit to me stuff that they're interested in um, and share with the general uh, historical community. I think that's the way we, we keep these stories alive. So not asking for any trade secrets here, but how do you research the topics for your magazine? Well, that's a really good question too. And it, it's a little different than, I've, I'm also researching a couple of books right now. And for doing a historical book, you need that foundation of primary sources and archival uh, resources uh, to base your story off of. And the magazine's similar, but we try to keep the stories um, a little lighter, if you will. So I like to go into a lot of things like historical newspapers, uh, historical diaries. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of secondary sources, it, it tends to keep the articles more readable. Um, with a short magazine article, you don't really want to get bogged down in just statistics and, uh, and, and, and facts. Like those are things you can find out further on with further research. So so it's a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of historical newspapers, a lot of secondhand accounts, um, you know, a lot of things you can find in local museums. And of course, uh, one thing I think as a historian is knowing knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. So I like to also defer to people who are experts in fields. So um, I have people who are experts in, in uh, for example, one fellow is an expert in money, in historical money. And he writes a regular column, Len Jolly. Um, so it's very interesting to also defer to people who have expertise in different areas for the magazine. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between let's say a history buff, a student of history, and a historian? That's, a, that's actually a really good question too. Um, a history buff, I mean, it, it, it can be anybody and it doesn't stop, sort of looking for that, uh, that learning, that desire to learn uh, what was there, what happened, uh, with whatever topic it is. And for myself, I've combined being a history buff with also being a history professional now. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's interesting about that, and I tell a lot of people is, now that I do this for a living, it's, it's amazing that you're a historian, but you're also a business person first. And it, it's a business. And I would say another, another thing there is that not all history professionals are history buffs. And I don't mean any disrespect by this at all, um, but there's lots of people in museums and things and they're history people Monday to Friday, nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. They're, they're great at what they do. Um, 
So yeah, there there is a difference, but I think that uh, you know lots of people are history buffs, and I've just been very fortunate to turn that into being a history professional as well. Great, more to come in our discussion. of the Marathon of History magazine. Matt, before the song, we were talking, or you were talking rather, about the distinction between a historian, a history buff, and a student of history. And you are a history professional. Yes. Very cool. Can you tell us more about your your bio? Well, and that kind of goes back to the last question you asked too. I mean, my bio is I started as a history buff. Um, I come from a family of history buffs. My dad is very much a, uh, he was in very much into military history and he got me into that. Uh, I always tell people, I remember my dad reading uh, books to me about the American Revolution when I was about four years old. And I'm not sure that's really topical for a four-year-old, but uh, it certainly lit the fire. And my grandfather, Joe Fossey, uh, who's from Aurelia now, he is, was a Marine historian. And uh, he wrote, uh, I think, two or three books about uh, Great Lakes history and, and, and Marine history. So. I come by it naturally, and uh, I, I turned that passion into um, in, into making a living, I guess, through essentially just growing the business. Um, I started by building museum exhibits uh, for, for the Bruce County Museum, and then that just grew. It's, it's a small network of, of people in the history world, and word travels quick. So I started by building exhibits in Bruce County, and that led to other work throughout Ontario building exhibits, and the business just sort of grew uh, to where a few years ago I had to make a choice if I'm going to keep doing it on the side or I had to go all in and I decided to go all in because I love it. So I guess a, a short answer or a long answer there is uh, I turned a passion into into what I do now for a living and uh, I, I couldn't be happier about that. Well, thank you for sharing that information with us. And what is one of the most interesting stories that you've written about Gray County? From Gray County, I think one that I've done personally is actually from the most recent issue of the magazine, and that's from uh, the town of Durham where I live. And we had seven soldiers, excuse me, eight soldiers killed at the Battle of Passchendaele, um, October and early November, 1917. And just writing that story um, really hit home that in a small town back then, that must've been absolutely devastating because um, all those notices would have come back around the same time and, and families might've found out around you know Christmas time. Um, it must've just been absolutely devastating. And I have to throw this over though too for Gray County stories. I have a writer in my magazine, uh, Stephanie McMullen from uh, Gray Roots and each issue she writes a really cool segment. Uh, we call it Gray Roots 1886. And what that is, is it's about um, some aspect of everyday life that we're used to from now only in 1886. So we talk about things like medical care, uh, you know, childbirth, uh, farming. Uh, we recently did one about spooky stories in Grey Bruce. So, so there's lots of history around here to write about for sure. Oh, very good. So I'm just going to ask the same question, but about Bruce County. What is an interesting story that you've written about Bruce County? Well, that's, uh, that's a good question. Now, uh, the first thing I was actually hired to do by a museum, if you will, um, was a story about Leif Crozier, who was an original member of the Northwest Mounted Police. And his family, amongst living other places, was from Walkerton. And the Bruce County Museum has actually an amazing collection, um, unfortunately in storage, most of it, um, 
of original Northwest Mounted Police gear. And researching that article, I got to see a lot of that. And uh, to me, that was really neat. That was one thing I love about what I do is tying the local story into the national story. And to me, that was a great example of that, um, you know, because the Northwest Mounted Police going west, that's a big part of Canadian history. And I'm going to throw it over to my magazine again here for the Bruce County. I have a, a fellow named Kent Kramer, who's a military historian. And each issue, he writes something about the Bruce County 160th uh, Battalion from the First World War. Um, so each issue is something a little different. And that means a lot to a lot of people from Bruce County because there's so many ties to that unit still uh, very alive, very well. So Kent's stories are very well received. And uh, it's, it's very nice to be able to you know, honor the memory of those soldiers. Wonderful. Could you talk about any other notable historical features about this area? Well, my friend uh, Peter Whitehead at the Grey Highlands Museum in Flusher, and one time we were talking about this, and, uh, and he said, you know, the whole area is a museum. Our museums are just a hub. And, and that's very true. And, and I would certainly encourage anybody listening to start with our museums. You know, we have uh, the Bruce County Museum, um, a great little museum over in Cargill that I've uh, got to know. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, we have Grey Roots, uh, the Meaford Museum, and the Grey Highlands Museum. And those are all great places to start. But personally, um, from Bruce County, as far as really interesting history goes, I really think the General Hunter wreck in Southampton is, uh, is outstanding. Um, it was a British battleship in the War of 1812 that was captured by the Americans, um, and it sunk off the, or crashed basically into the Southampton beach in a storm um, in 1816, I believe. And it's still buried under the sand, which to me is too bad. Um, because that's such a treasure to have that huge part of Canadian history buried under the sand. So mm -hmm. to me, that's an amazing uh, story. And in Gray County, I've always really been interested by Eugenia. I think there's just such a neat history there with the hydro development, mm -hmm. uh, the gold rush. It's just a neat collection of history amongst a really spectacular natural setting. So again, there's so much history everywhere. And I encourage people to start at the museums and work out from there. So I think my next question will fit in really well with what you've just talked about and the passion by which you um, express yourself in about history. Why should we pay attention to history, Matt? Why should we learn about history? Well, I mean, I think it's the old, the old cliche that essentially history, history does repeat itself. And I think, you know, again, to use another cliche is if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. And you know, we have to we have to keep these stories alive and it, it's just so important to know where we came from and even to just know what people before us went through. And sometimes it's great for perspective, um, sometimes knowing how great we have it now living in, you know, 2023 as compared to 1823 or during the Second World War or so I think it's, you know, we have to know where we're going, we have to know where we came from, but we also need that perspective on life's pretty good right now as far as, you know, there's always going to be problems, but when you look back at what people used to deal with, we're, we're doing okay. So I'm looking for a sneak peek on this one. Tell us about the upcoming edition of Marathon of History magazine. Wow, I would love to tell you about the upcoming edition. <laughs> um, I have a really neat story in there, and it's part of the, uh, the Marathon of History road trip section, but it's about the Dairy Museum of Canada. And I know that's not really local, it's near Elmer, um, but we do have a very big dairy uh, farming population around here. So people will uh, really enjoy that story. Um, I have the story about the Durham soldiers killed at Passchendaele. So it's a, you know, sort of a Remembrance Day story. 
Um, we have a spooky grave roots story from Stephanie McMullen at Grey Roots. So uh, there's a couple stories in there that are really intriguing and they're scary, but they're also a couple of really tragic ones and a couple of real mysteries. So anybody who likes mystery or true crime will enjoy that. And I have a really neat story from Len Jolly about uh, when they started coloring Canadian money. So there's a lot of great stories. There's some other stuff. I, I can't tell everything that's in the magazine. So, uh, but there's some really great stories in this issue. Yes. Wow. Matt, thank you very much for chatting with me this morning. Most interesting interview and uh, look forward to reading a marathon of history magazine. Thank you again. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I have to say that was pretty fun being interviewed. Um, I've never been interviewed before, so I'm um, usually the interviewer, so it was kind of neat just to be on the other side of that, but uh, I promise I'm not going to uh, publish any more interviews uh, with myself for quite a while. In fact, next week on the podcast, we have um, a guest that uh, is really quite interesting and has quite an interesting background, and that's Heather Coleman. Um, she's from Own Sound. She's local, but uh, she used to work on documentaries for history television, I believe, uh, one of which is Greatest Tank Battles. So I know many people out there are familiar with that. So we're going to chat with Heather, and Heather is now a editor. So for any of my listeners who are, you know, into writing or self-publishing, Heather is the person to see for editing services uh, for your book. And uh, yeah, we're going to have her on the podcast next week. So looking forward to that. And, you know, as always, I just want to thank every single person for taking the time to listen to the podcast, supporting my work. I really do truly appreciate it. And if you want to head over to marathonofhistory.ca, we've got some great videos up there now from, you know, the last week's Remembrance Day things. We have Tim Cook, we have Mark Zulke, and we're really starting to get the online store uh, full of great stuff for the Christmas season. So we have hand-painted toy soldiers, we have our usual model train scale vehicles, all of those things. So if you want to head over to marathonofhistory.ca or coolhistory.ca to check that out. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>